Look, apparently thirsty lesbian overrides time zones, I guess. That's accurate. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Kappa Connection, a Sarah's and my podcast from the creators of Imagine Me and Utana. I am your host, Panda, and I am here with my co-host, Gio and Yasha. Hi! Hello. How are you guys doing tonight? I'm pretty Today. good. <laughs> <laughs> recording early in the day. It's not even uh, nighttime yet. I'm not I know. Awake yet. It's weird. Today we are here to talk about episode two of Sarah's and my. Uh, do you guys remember what the title of this one was? Hell no. I haven't uh, seen it's, anything. <laughs> it's very the the title. For it's the, I want to connect, yeah. but I want to take. Yeah. The, Maybe the titles are very Ava. <laughs> yes, they have a I very like Evangelion a vibe. <laughs> <laughs> it's I want to connect, but I want to take episode two. You can not butt stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Before we start with the episode, also I wanted to bring up I had an I had a galaxy brain moment <laughs> after we had already recorded episode one, no. and I realized that at least in my interpretation, the reason that in the beginning of the episode in episode one when we see Kazuki cosplaying as Sarah, but it just looks like the way that they drew Sarah on the TV screen. Mm -hmm. That's because we're seeing Toei's memory of the situation, and he would probably just have remembered seeing, like, mm -hmm. Sarah in the vague sense, and not necessarily yeah. be like, oh, I saw Kazuki dressed as Sarah. Yeah. And mm -hmm. it's also, like, obviously it's to fake out the audience, but, like, mm -hmm. Ikahara is always really... He at least tries to be good about having, like, in-universe explanations for some of the weird stuff that mm -hmm. happens. Yeah, yeah and, and you're seeing, like, toys, what Toy saw, like, that first yeah. time around. And as far as Toy was concerned, uh, Kazuki was successfully passing as Sarah, so there was no reason to look for anything but Sarah. Yeah, but. If, it wa if it walks like Sarah and talks like Sarah... You know, yeah. he, it it the the nutsack doesn't come up as relevant until he has to like really think about it later, mm -hmm. which I would say is probably some really successful cosplay there. <laughs> yeah, if you if you can see the back of a nutsack and be like, nah, that's that must be just a fold <laughs> of fabric or something. <laughs> but yeah, no, I actually I I really did like that, and I liked that they actually went back and changed all of the animation mm -hmm. so that you mm -hmm. could tell it was Kazuki's because yeah. like the wig is different, the outfit's a little bit different, the, the eyes are, are different. different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The voice yeah. was even different. They re-recorded the audio. Yeah, so I thought that was really neat too. I liked how they did that, and it kind of felt very believable because Toy was definitely not sitting there looking for anything. <laughs> Well, it feels believable because yeah. there's an internal logic to it. I mean, one thing you can say for Ikuhara is he's always got an internal logic. It Might may not, make... not come out right, yeah, but he's always got a reason for doing the things he does. Yeah. So. Yeah. There was, I got like a curious cat in, um, that basically like stated something to the effect of now that I'm seeing Sarah's on my Uchina feels very coherent. And... I, I disagree because I've never found Ikuhara especially incoherent. Like, 
Yeah. Whatever he's getting at, it's usually pretty well written on the wall. Like, he's not subtle. He doesn't... Yeah, oh my god, oh my god. The people that are like, this is really unsubtle symbolism. Like, like, bitch, have you seen Ikuhara? (laughs) Like, Like, have you been here? You're conflating subtlety with depth. Yeah. Which I think is a mistake with Ikuhara. Definitely. (laughs) You know, he can say a lot, and there can be a lot of, like, texture to what he's doing, but he's never subtle about it. You're never like, gee. Ikuhara doesn't need subtlety. When it comes to Ikuhara, sometimes a cucumber really is just a penis. And exactly. it's fine. That's right. <laughs> like, you don't have to look for subtlety for this to be, like, rich with meaning. Yeah. Like, he's not trying to be subtle. The people who say, like, ha ha ha, this isn't very subtle. I mean, yeah. Because nope. it's not subtle. Like, it's like looking at an orange and saying, oh, this is very orange. It's like, yeah, because that's, that's why it's how fucking it was made. made. That. <laughs> it was made orange. It's kind of like, amazing, though, that they even think that. No, I think <laughs> well, it's just because it, it makes sense because other creators try to yeah. be subtle. Yeah. And Ikuhara mm-hmm. has met writers who use subtext and they're cowards. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there is a, a proud tradition of valuing, like, subtlety in any piece of media that you're gonna, like, yeah. quote-unquote, analyze well, I mean, and think about. It's, like, but easier to pretend that you're smart when something is subtle. subtle. It's, yeah, like, yeah. It, like, wow, Ikuhara, this, is, th- this cucumber is symbolic of a penis, is really not gonna make me feel like my IQ's bursting. <laughs> <laughs> it's not gonna give me that galaxy yeah, brain moment. that's not that a galaxy brain moment. <laughs> and that's the thing, is, like, Ikuhara denies you those galaxy brain moments a lot of the time, because it's just so fucking obvious. No, see, that's the thing, is there are galaxy oh, yeah. brain moments, Yeah. Okay. yeah. That's, like, what's actually beneath the surface. Yeah. Yeah, The visual language and stuff like that is never where the galaxy brain moment is. Yeah. He, like, takes away all of the easy reaches. No, no, he gives you plenty of easy reaches. No, I mean, like, as far as as galaxy brain moments go, he takes away all of the easy things that would give you a galaxy brain moment. You know what? It is... He, he just puts them right on the table. There's the, the tree is very ripe with extremely low-hanging fruit, and it's all there. You get to pick at it. It's just that while you're not paying attention, the ones from, like, higher up fall and break your skull. <laughs> that's, that's what he goes for. It's like, you're down here like, oh, look, this cucumber, and then just, like, whacks you in the face with some other galaxy brain shit that comes out of nowhere. <laughs> like, thanks, Sikuhara. Brain damage. Well, all right. Hey, one, so, one, um, one, one last thing. Um, Donna, you mentioned the curious cat. Um, we do not yes. have a dedicated curious cat, but you can send us questions, and I'm sure y'all are bursting with questions. Um, at the Imagine Me and Newton Curious Cat Panda. Is yeah, that- yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. You can send them to the Imagine Me and Utena Curious Cat, which is just Utena Cast, the same way that the Twitter handle is. Or, I mean, you can even send them to the Empty Movement yeah. Curious Cat. We'll like, get it either we'll way. Answer them either way. <laughs> yeah, just just send us your <clears throat> questions. So, we are here to answer. Yeah. Or you can just like send us questions. You can just add us on Twitter, and I'll look. Yeah, <laughs> look. we always just- look. Yeah, just at Utenacast and I'll see it. We're yeah. not picky. <laughs> yeah. So, so is it time? Shall it's, we start? I'm I'm kind of nervous for this. <laughs> 
I want to be connected. What I really like about this episode to start off with is that it picks up literally right after the previous episode yep. ended. Like right away. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, <laughs> man. Oh, he's going to give us something. We got some glow- yeah. glowing. Kazuki was starting to get all uh, miserable about how weird he is that he crossplays. And Kepi is like, no time for that. I have a reward for you. It's a dish. <laughs> a dish. This is hope. Oof, the dish, the of, dish hope. of hope. It's similar to the Shirakadama looking thing yeah. that they get when they are doing the... Uh, Except uh, it's flat. The Shirakadama uh, is all. Yeah. What an asshole. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. He, you, he wasted it? In natural form, Inca grabbed the oh. Dish of Hope, which is supposed to grant any wish that you want. And he wished for a cucumber roll, a kapamaki. That's bullshit. Kepi tells them that so long as they have wishes, they want to be granted. Each time that they do one of the extractions, they'll get a dish. A dish. Which could have been useful information, Kyubei. However, from what I understand, the novels or something tell you that Kazuki's favorite thing is, is Kapi rolls. Okay, you mean so, Inka? No, no, Kazuki. That's why he oh. asked for them. Oh. Yeah, so... Wait, no, Inka was the one that wished for the... Yes, yes. He wished for, for cucumber rolls for Kazuki, apparently. Oh... Okay, okay. So okay, I was not making that connection because I have dumb bitch disease. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I figured this out actually before we watched the episode is that um, that little one was Kazuki's sibling, and yes. that he was pretending to be Sarah so that yeah. his sibling would be um, happier or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, it's, it's, I don't really want to make any predictions or claims or interpretations that suggest that Kazuki is trans or not. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. it's, I don't feel like that's what the show is really getting at yet, mm-hmm. but it may be. But right now it seems more like this is a thing that Kazuki does for this kid that, like, makes his fucking life. I mean... The other thing, too, is to mention that in Japan they've got extremely different views. Extremely yeah. different views. And you really can't one-to-one that with There is a, a documentary LG. that I think we should stream, actually, at some point called Funeral Parade of Roses. Yeah. And it's about the uh, LGBT culture among men in Japan in, I think, the 70s. Okay. And it demonstrates, like, just, like, you can look at the trailer online. It's translated by the same people that did the new uh, Belladonna of Sadness release. Mm Mm-hmm. But the trailer very much, like, it's clear that there's a conflation of, like, homosexuality, transsexuality, transvestitism. Like, there's... Yeah, they, like, merge yeah. those three. There's a lot of, like, murky way. water that all of these groups existed in, and it's... It kind of reminds me of, like, the ballroom... It just, the description reminds me of, like, the ballroom culture in, like, Harlem in the... I think it was the 70s or 80s. Mm. Uh, Paris is burning. Yeah, it makes sense. So yeah, we might stream that kind of like in honor of this show if if it keeps on with this trajectory. But uh, we have a Sarah fortune of the day. And underneath it says, Simply Sarah Report, I found my prince dish. Oh it was my a God. touching Simply reunion Sarah. dish. The prince's appearance has changed, but my love. Simply Sarah. No. 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 No, no, no. not that one. No. 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 And I, I've never little, showed like, you that panda, Adorable little kid does the, the gestures. Okay. I trust you. Yeah. <laughs> 
This kid is spoiled. <laughs> Look at all this fucking merch this kid has. I'm very jealous. Yeah. I want that Sarah cup. It's a, very cute. I like all the kappa on the wall, too. Yeah. The door, mm-hmm. whatever that is. Yeah, the family was sitting at the table for breakfast before school, I guess. Mm-hmm. And Kazuki and Haruka have gone to visit a neighborhood cat that they feed named Neantaro. Yay! Yay. <laughs> that is a fat cat. <laughs> I'm Neantaro Kin, and we'll find out why. <laughs> I know why. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there. It's the a repeat of that whole like my prince has to have nice pale skin and not be a frog. <sighs> His but eyes my- are like black holes. Okay, but, that's. But new. my love is forever dish. His breath smells of cucumbers. His eyes are like black holes. His voice is sexy. Ah, she's talking about Kepi. She's she talking about Kepi. Yeah. She's been talking I about Kepi the whole time. I thought that I was know, kinda... I just hate it. <laughs> she's look. I look. You know what? I, don't judge I how think, love works. I think I'm ride or die for Kepi. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> no, I I'm like sure. Kepi. I just don't know how I feel about like a Kepi romance sex object. Kepi and Sarah. <laughs> look, Kepi exists as a sex object, whether I want him to. Or not. <laughs> It's Ikuhara. It's too late for Kepi. <laughs> they gave him that sexy voice for a reason. They did. And Ikuhara tweets very frequently about that. Mm-hmm. All right. So today the selfie has to be with a cat. Yeah. And uh, Kazuki's brother sees him watching Sarah-chan on his phone. And he's like, oh, do you like Sarah-chan? And Kazuki, because he's a little shit, is like, no, I don't. And Haruka's telling Kazuki that he has a secret that he and Sarah are really friends and that they text each other. He's and sure. Kazuki's like, what are you, what are you <laughs> being tricked? And... It's like, it's me. Haruka says, no, it's real, and is flipping through all of the selfies that Sarah has taken for him. And mm-hmm. Kazuki's just like, it's me. It's me. And then we have a hard cut to Toei waterboarding a man. <laughs> I told you he was my soulmate. Oh, I love it. As soon as uh, I saw this, I was like, oh man, those edgy bitches are gonna love this boy. <laughs> Dude, I've already said that he's my boy. Yep. Him and his garbage brother over here. Yeah, and I guess they don't, like, can they not afford a weapon? Do they only have okay. one ruler? Okay, one. Uh... No, apparently they're so badass they don't need other weapons for oh. now. One. And two, they're doing the same thing Madoka does, does in that they're symbolic things to stand in for booze and smoking. Because mm. his brother's not smoking a cigarette. Oh, I thought oh, he was. Oh, yeah, he has the... Nope. Uh, well, okay, we'll see that in a second. Yeah. Because, yeah, it does look like he's smoking yeah. a cigarette. Or at least he's dangling a cigarette in his mouth. I'm guessing that would have been just a little too much. Too much realism in our waterboarding gangster scene. Oh, I see. He's even got, like, that voice, the slurred kind of Yakuza voice thing going. Yeah, he definitely does. Oh, a lollipop. Lollipop. Oh, yeah, it was a lollipop. That's the same thing Bayonetta does. Yes! (laughs) Big Bayonetta energy. Apparently, Toei's brother fucked up and had to bail him out of serious mobster business and won't bring him along for the next mission. And Toei just wants to get the dish of hope for his brother for reasons we don't know yet okay i i i'm i'm sorry i'm stuck okay and so then then sarah goes and is reporting about a body found in the river (laughs) (laughs) which is is pretty subtle given the preceding scene 
Um, so no, I'm still stuck on Toy's brother as Bayonetta. I really want some fan art. And now that. there's a gun. <laughs> the box had a gun in it, and it's oh great. Clearly not. And I got the wrong and box. Does. And his sister is like, "What's in that box?" And <laughs> he won't show her because it's a gun. Well, <laughs> like <laughs> this is one of the six guns in Japan, I think. Yeah, and, and we, so yeah. we gotta grow Toy's up. Toy's little business here. Yeah, um, we smash cut to some weed, which I was a great moment, and I died. <laughs> Ikuhara said weed rights. <laughs> okay, two things. One, it's it is it does bear mentioning that this was probably harder to get on TV than I was all the gay shocked. shit. All the gay. I shit. was pretty mm-hmm. shocked when I saw the amount of yeah. marijuana on screen. Japan is notoriously very harsh on uh, drugs. Marijuana. Period. Anything drugs in, in general, but like, like I mean, yeah. like if you have actual prescribed like opiates or like Adderall and things like that, you have to be really careful about bringing them over the border. Even. Yeah, like they're yeah, very. I, I couldn't bring my my yeah um, pain pills. Yeah. So, like, it's they're very, very hardcore. So this was probably like way harder to get on TV than like anything, and was also well researched because Toy is taking a call there on a flip phone. Mm, yeah, he's yep, got a little burner. Yeah, he's got yep. a burner, and I'm like, okay, that is some good detail oriented. Yep. That's nice. That's nice. Ikuhara, where you learned that? <laughs> we know that Ikuhara likes to ta- intake a lot of Western media as well. He also, yeah, I, 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 I'm I, sure that's. The I am reason. also absolutely sure he likes to intake a lot of drugs. Yeah, he likes to take in a lot of. <laughs> <laughs> well, he spent how long in L.A. Yeah, I know. Truly. I know. Mm-hmm. But, like, seriously, I feel like if anybody's gonna know, and it's not just, this isn't just, like... LOL weed, LOL. No, this isn't just, like, LOL Ikuhara's stuff is all crazy. No, the the guy hangs out, like, from what I know of him, hangs out in places where you can get drugs kind of oh, thing. Oh, well, well, like, look, he's got this, like, boner for, like, J.A. Caesar and Shuji Teriyama yeah. and all of these, like... 70s and 80s theater avant-garde people and you mean to tell me yeah they've got connections like i'm not gonna hang i'm not gonna say that he's lgbt i'm not gonna like claim to have him be in the quilt bag yeah but i'm not gonna try and tell anyone that however that bro is definitely done all the drugs you cannot convince me otherwise (laughs) he's He's definitely smoked a weed (laughs) So now this gigantic fat cat has shown up in his grow up. Miyataro! Oh, uh, and runs off he with- He grabs the bag that Kazuki had put a bunch <laughs> of weed in, and he runs off with it, and I love him. Kazuki is uh, in a garage, which I guess is near where Toei's grow up is, because he runs into Neantaro. And it's like, okay, I guess I'll take a picture with Neontaro for the lucky selfie. And Toei is basically about to kill this cat over the weed that he has now. <laughs> and Kazuki's like, no, what the fuck? <laughs> and Neontaro <laughs> picks and- up a little bag of weed and eats it. And that's why I'm Neontaro kid. <laughs> <laughs> Toei... Threatens to slice Neontaro's stomach open, and then we cut to Anka, who is walking down the street and is dragged off screen by a suspicious white hand. 
and we see a very shriveled Kepi who looks who now says like a pickle. He's very hungry. He looks like a little pickle. I appreciate that we are establishing that Nyantaro is an unfixed male cat. Thanks. <laughs> uh, were you also just thinking about his ball sack? Yeah. <laughs> we we get some uh-oh. Now we oh, get God. the best thing. Kazuki and Toei find themselves in a predicament because Neontaro has run into a love festival, a bumblebee-themed couples love festival. <laughs> and they're like, no. uh, want to find a cat later? And they're like, yeah, sure. <laughs> you have to be a couple to go in. So they're like, let's just drop it. Fuck when it. This ninja... Literal ninja <laughs> jumps out and says, no, you guys go on the date. Hold hands. Have fun. And now they're in little bumblebee outfits. And uh, I love it. It's so- I love this. So I cannot <laughs> emphasize enough how much I love this. Thank you, Ikahara, for my life. <laughs> uh, Inka's talking to Kepi about how Kazuki always reads his messages and never responds. And Kepi, like a baller, just, just chugging water and <laughs> doing what Kepi gonna do. Apparently, this is a reference to uh, a shoujo manga from... Yes, we see Anka gets a message on his phone, and it's a selfie from his sister. She's on a date, I guess. And now he sees that Kazuki and Toei are at the, the bee festival. Trying to and- catch this. They're trying to get the Antaro and they accidentally let go of holding hands. And apparently they have to be holding hands the whole time. This is literally like, this is a, a fan fiction. Yeah, it's so, uh. and, and like. We are, getting, we are getting deliberate fan fiction tropes in this yeah. anime. Okay, and, 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 and Kazuki taking the character on really hard with the darling. <laughs> Usually, I really hate it when authors or directors or whatever make fan fiction of their own work and rice. Anyway, <laughs> that that implies there was any fiction there that was not fan fiction to start with. I mean, fair. Oh! I mean, <laughs> but no, this is this is really funny and cute, and I don't know. I find it very believable that there is a ninja bumblebee. Theme Look, park yeah, where there's you have absolutely to hold that hands in Japan. I okay, I am notoriously not big on fanfic. Like, just as I don't read a lot of it, but two people who kind of don't like each other being forced to pretend to like each other and go on a fake date is always good. That is the good shit. I'm so excited to see this. It's so funny. It is never not the funniest thing ever and I'm so I love this scene so much <laughs> it's very wholesome it's very good and it's very funny because <laughs> they're because just holding he's... hands chasing after Neontaro going through like all these rides. <laughs> it's so precious and I love it so much yeah Neontaro's being awfully like active for someone that should just be on their ass by now yeah <laughs> Cat, I feel like this isn't your first uh, time. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Toei's like, "What? Why the fuck are you so invested in this cat?" And Kazuki tells him about how like the cat makes his little brother happy. And Toei's like, "I wouldn't mind giving up on the cat if you give me your dish of hope next time." And Kazuki's like, "No, what the fuck?" And. So now oh, we're in no. each other again. Okay, who cares about and all that crap? It's cop time. <laughs> Woo, it's, cop now time. it's cop time. 
we're at a meeting with the cops and they're going over a case that involved a bunch of cats getting shaved, but they were unable to establish a case since it wasn't a murder. And, oh, we're about to get some good, good Ikuhara shit up in here, my guys. <laughs> yep. What even? Yep. We see the flashback to them interrogating the cat man that we saw at the end of last week's episode. Okay. And they're doing the whole, like, gun, drum. Water drum. Otter yep. drum heart thing. I'm a desire thousand, a thousand percent here for this sequence. Like I'm, you're not even known, like, <laughs> buddy. Yes, here we go. They start dancing. <laughs> yes, and the walls move away from. Oh hey, they're in Utena's they're- car wash. <laughs> they were kind of in Utena's car wash. They are dancing and they are singing a song about live living passionately and not letting go of your desires. It's got that whole like life is meaningless. You're just an insect, so party on, I guess. Thing. Yep. <laughs> it is a very big mood. Apparently, the post for this song has been like retweeted a bazillion trillion times in Japan. Good. And it's like number three on the anime song charts or something. Nice. Because it fucking slaps. <laughs> All the music in this show is super fucking good. And now we get. Oh, oh. <sighs> Woo! Are yeah, pulling the sword out of the chest sequence with Rayo pulling and they were a doing heart it in- out of Mabu. And then we cut <laughs> back to. They were literally doing this dance in the middle of a literal meeting. And I love it. It was perfect. <laughs> Ikohara said gay rights. It's so good. See, this is why I posted like six Toga's ING pics in a row. Yeah, yeah. Because everyone was like, oh my god, this is so gay. What is this? I'm like, dude, this is well telegraphed. This is Ikuhara. (laughs) Like between just Utena and Anthe's sword draw sequence and then Toga and Sainji's that's even more like this. Yep. Like, y'all, this ain't new. Ikuhara said gay rights 20 years ago. He just got to answer. He just got to answer animate it better this time. <laughs> Ikuhara Ben said gay rights and we Ben knew. <laughs> yeah, yep. exactly. But it summons the ghost. It summons the Kappa zombie. Oh damn, this is a fucking call out in the report. Hmm. Uh, cats Read are it. cats are vital for living alone. Dish you can eat together, have them play on cat towers, take naps together, and have them stare at walls when no one's there. I mean, I mean, valid. This, 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 <laughs> after I just read, like, an article, like, some bullshit fucking article in The Guardian or something about how millennials are having fur babies because we're afraid of commitment. Uh, uh, about having children. Real babies are expensive, dog. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, Do you, I, we don't make that much money. <laughs> also, we hate responsibility. <laughs> fucking fair. Well, And that I mean, is valid. Yes. That is fine. But, like, given the whole theme of the, of, like, being alone and, because mm-hmm. there's, like, that whole, like, in the first episode, the, the monster's got, like, the whole, oh I like to do this thing alone, and this, this monster's going to have a kind of a bit of a theme of what happens when you're alone, blah, 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 blah. So, this is very mm-hmm. on the nose. That It's like, oh, well, cats are what you do when you, you can't, when you're alone and you're not connecting with humans and blah, 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 blah. Cats, cats are in flying the in the sky. sky. And Sarah's in and little, little cat ears, and I love it. 
Uh, I really love seeing Neontaro in these crazy positions. <laughs> this is it the, delights me. This cat is amazing. Yeah, he jumped off of a very high place and just floats and then away. Just floated away with all the rest of the cats. And it's a they, Kappa zombie. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my <laughs> god. Yes. <laughs> okay. So. Um, does one of you want to describe why we're freaking so, out? So Enta has shown up with, with Kepi, but they are still in this uh, ninja bumblebee love love uh, festival setting. So Enta's in his little bumblebee outfit and Kepi is in a kimono with like some serious tits. <laughs> And just looking iconic. This is a cosplay. Someone, someone please amazing. cosplay this. It's amazing. I, I love like the little love to see a cosplay of this. And so Kanzashi in his hair. It's it's great. It's I, beautiful. I love it. And I, the best part. And then- <laughs> The wind blows his kimono away after two seconds, and you see just Kepi with this makeup and wig on, and wearing it's stilts. It's it's beautiful. Haruka has found out that Neontaro is missing, and so Kazuki wants to help him. And Toei's like, "Well, I need that herb to make my money." And Enta's like, "I'm gay for Kazuki, so I'm gonna help." Yeah, we'll get there though. Uh, he's trying to convince Kazuki not to hang out with Toei because he got Toei's gun. And Kazuki's like, well, I need Toei to to help me with this. And now Ah! we have to get our desire extraction scene again. I I love how Kazuki turns away. (laughs) He just knows. He just knows. He's just getting in position. He's just like, alright. He's like, I might as well at least get comfortable for this. So yeah, we see the the sheer Kodama extraction scene again. I'm guessing it's we're like in high speed now, every though. Episode. Thank God. <laughs> I said um, now it's yeah. like super high speed, which makes it even better in some it way. It is. It is much quicker this time because they have established it, and I am a little appreciative for that because it did take up a lot of time in the previous episode. It did. Yep. Um, we get. Kepi carrying them uh, in the wagon again, and it's very, or not wagon, the little, what are those things called? Yeah, and it's very cute. And we see our zombie, kind of. It's the cat zombie. And And now we get the It's water, air, and earth. Oh, yeah, it sure the fuck is, isn't it? Yep. And they're gonna do their little song again, and I love. I actually do. I had this song stuck in my head. Like, last, like except they, they they change like the background vocals. <laughs> yeah, like I like that they have this song in each episode, at least so far as we can tell. Except they change it up a little. Uh, I like their little delicate cap of footsteps. <laughs> oh my lord, this uh, this shit. There's a giant lucky cat, but otherwise the monster's kind of the similar shape, where he's like on his hands and knees yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah we're gonna get not as lovingly rendered an anus though which is a little sad well they've (laughs) pre-established the the butt stuff the buttholes so oh hey now now they're talking in the middle of this yep okay uh (laughs) is that pee are we supposed to think of that as pee it's like coming right out of the cat's crotch and stuff there is a jet of water that shoots out of a door (laughs) that's at the cat's crotch and it shoots out at our little heroes 
And then they go right in his ass. <laughs> they form a they form a butt plug and go into his butt and they get the sheer kajama and it says butt again. And we see the guy's fetish secret. He was shaving cats because he wanted to gather cat fur to, to make become. a cat suit so that someone would love him. Just get a fursuit, man. They make those. So uh, like Japan has really good fursuits. <laughs> just, just, just to put it out there, I don't see the, like, rope bondage one on this zombie. Yeah. Because the other one had a little rope bondage thing going. But this yeah. zombie doesn't because his kink is clearly, like, comfort, comfort, cat play. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. This guy <laughs> seems like the Buffalo Bill of cats to yeah. me. Well. I also got that. I also <laughs> wanted to make that joke, but. Yeah. Okay, then then who is Hannibal at this point? Kepi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually. I'll take it. I'll take it. But now they're gonna do the, the Sarah's on my heck yeah thing. Kepi, much like Mads Mickelson, is disturbingly sexy. <laughs> <laughs> Someone put Kepi in baller suits now. <laughs> I will watch that show. <laughs> I mean, I'll watch this one, too, obviously here, but. <laughs> Just so these, like, poses that they do, like, with the foot slapping in front of them and stuff, like, that, uh-huh. that means something. Like, that's something I've seen before. I don't know. Like, I swear what? that's, yeah, that's some sort of, like, Japanese convention or something, I swear, because I've seen that pose before. We're seeing Kazuki's secret, and the secret is that Neontaro was someone else's cat that he stole off of their porch so that he and his little brother could have a neighborhood cat. So, why are there, wait, why are his balls so big if he's neutered? I'm not sure what that's um, about. Oh, the cops are sad. Yeah, because their plans were foiled. And now the cat is taking a dump on a dish at the shrine. <laughs> And Kepi's still on stilts. And Kepi's still on stilts. He likes to be tall. Oh, <laughs> He fell over. Falls over. Neontaro ran past and he tripped and fell over. And Toei fucking kicks Anta over <laughs> and, holds and gun points a him. gun at him and gives him his bracelet that he got for Kazuki. And he demands that Kazuki give him the dish and when Kazuki says no he says, you and I aren't so different. We'll do anything to get what we want. And Enta, ever the fucking idiot, says Kazuki wants the dish for his brother. He's not like you. And then and then Kyubei over here is like, oh, sorry, that one Kepi is the only. Kepi says that that's a silver dish, so actually, they're gonna need five before they can make a wish. What a fucking punk. <laughs> <sighs> Toei says the next one is going to be his, and Kazuki says he's doing it for Haruka, and then we get the title screen. I and want to connect, but I want to theme. take... Don't forget about that end theme. God, yes, so the, good. The end sequence, once again. Amazing. At, yes, once again, amazing, made by the company that made those teasers that we liked so much when those were coming out. Mm-hmm. There is an after credit scene, so you're going to want to make sure you don't miss that because it is important. That's what I we're would... getting here is that our after credit scenes are important and we need to not miss them. Uh, mm. Something, something, something. The episode three one got cut or something. Really? Yeah, there was Ooh, some tweet about it from Lap and Track or something. Um, 
Maybe it was too too hot for TV. Yeah, but I don't know in what capacity it got cut. Like, did it not air in Japan or is Crunchy like I don't know. But something something about the end the end credit bit for episode three being fucked up. Interesting. Yeah, Lap and Track uh, tweeted that Lap and Track I is the one doing the animation for it. the first three episodes or something, and they're mm. like Ikuhara's animation house. So Mappa actually didn't do the first three at least. Mm. Mm. So. Okay. I don't really think it matters. The animation is beautiful anyway. But yeah. 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 But something about the third one is, like, apparently a huge fucking deal. And that's the one where all of the, like, like uh, Kepi's voice actor is like, is that going to get on TV? We've heard a lot about episode three going kind of insane. Yeah. And I've heard that from, like, another person that I talked to who knows spoilers. Um, We get our after credit scene and Kazuki, dressed as Sara, took a picture with Neontaro to prove that he was safe and then lays down on the bench where he is and kind of falls asleep. Not really a great move for (laughs) a guy out in... It's Japan. ...cross-dress, but, you know... Oh, and then Enta man. comes across <laughs> and kisses him on the mouth, and Neontaro is like, what, what the fuck? And then we get our, this is a work of fiction, Thanks. the names of the people and businesses that appear in the products are of the author's imagination. Uh, so, guys! Oh, that wow. sure is a gay kiss on TV. It sure was. Okay, and so with asterisks, though. Hmm? With asterisks, though. Yes. Because Kazuki's in, in women's clothing, for one. Bullshit. Enta knows. And, and one Enten of them knows. is... No, he knows. And one of them isn't awake, for two. Which is... That? Okay. Okay. I have thoughts about that. They're middle schoolers, okay? You can't expect what? them to have this consent thing completely down. I, I wasn't going to go there. I was going to say they're Ikuhara characters. You can't expect them to have a consent thing. Yeah. I'm kind of, actually, I'm kind of holding out some hope that Ikuhara is going to try and subvert the, like, non-consensual sleeping kiss trope with this bit. I don't know if, like, that, I don't know if I'm maybe putting too much, uh, too much faith in him about this, but... I don't know. I'm holding my out hope that maybe this is going to be a subversion of that trope rather than just doing well, it. Well, this is exactly what happened at the end of episode one of Penguin Drum. Yes. Because they pull the same, like, punch yes. with, uh... Well, I haven't seen Penguin Drum, so... Oh, uh, yeah. No spoilers. Okay. Well, we don't have to be... I've already to... spoiled it. Hmm? Yeah, okay, I so mean, like, that's fine. At the but... end of the first episode, the red-headed one, because there's the two mm-hmm. brothers, there's the red-headed one and the blue-haired one. And Kamba. Kamba, that's right. At the end of the first episode, he's kissing his sister while she's asleep. Ooh. You know, in true Ikuhara style, we literally couldn't get ten feet yes, without but, sibling sex. Um, and that's why I'm, like, suspect that there's at uh, least there's two siblings in this that haven't made out with their siblings yet. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, um, uh-uh. Okay, uh-uh. spoiler territory, but that was not what it seemed in Penguin Drum. No, but still. And that's what we were talking about here, though, is this yeah. hopefully will not be what, be what it, it looks seems. like. Yeah. Um, no, I, like, they've already telegraphed pretty well that 
Enta's thing is Kazuki. Because you're like, you know, in the yeah. opening sequence, they have like the character with like another character behind them. Mm-hmm. And yes. it's clearly like which character matters to which character. Mm-hmm. And um, for, for Enta, the person in the background is Kazuki. For uh, I noticed that when yeah. the episode when episode two started, I hadn't noticed it in the previous episode, but I noticed it yeah. when episode two started. Like for Toy, it's his brother. For mm-hmm. Reu, it's Mabu. Mm-hmm. So like he kind of establishes. Who, a... Does Kazuki have his brother as well? Uh, I don't remember. I'm gonna go find it. Let's look at that real quick. Yeah. Let's. Yep. Okay. Yeah. 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 So that that tracks. Yeah. So. So it's kind of already telegraphed in the opening credits that whatever Enta's shit is, it's... It's definitely it's Kazuki. Kazuki. And I mean, you get that impression from the, like, when he finds... From the scene where he finds out about Kazuki cross-dressing. Like, he takes that really well, which is good, but also, like, he kind of takes it a little too, too well. well. And I mm. think that maybe there was a deliberateness to, like, the way that he is a little too accepting. I'm kind of curious if it's going to be revealed he already knew. Because he is surprised, but he's not so surprised that it wouldn't just be, oh, they found out kind of surprise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of wondering if Enta already knows Kazuki does this. And whether that has anything to do with any of it, you know, who's to say? To be but honest. But he's very attached to Kazuki. Like, he yeah. chases him down when he tries to leave the soccer club, and he's all wigged out. And that well, bracelet I mean, is supposedly going to be, I'm going to guess it's for Kazuki. Yeah. Um, oh, no, he says it's for Kazuki. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. Okay. He also, in that first, times it's for Kazuki. In that first Avant, Kazuki mm-hmm. is wearing it. Oh, that's right. Yeah. On his ankle. Yep. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So look at me with yeah, the yeah. eye. Yeah. Yeah. But um you know the the whole finding him cross dressing thing has big my crush is perfect and can do no wrong vibes from Enta for it, me. It does. It I really feel like is. they're gonna play that way more than any sort of Enta, Enta new thinking it's okay. As Enta new as, oh Yeah my God, conspiracy theory. Uh, but <laughs> but does it melt steel beams? <laughs> But um, no, it just, to me, it's just kind of, it, it's, my crush is perfect and can do yeah, no wrong. I mean, definitely. like, like Kazuki could have said, I eat babies, and Enta would be like, that, that, well, that's, that's fine. okay, that's okay, that's fine. Like, he rolls with it really, really well, which is kind of cute. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, how sweet. I do, like, I do spare a very brief thought for the most obviously gay of the of the three being the one that's also the smallest and most effeminate. Yeah. Like I mean I'm not going to get like roar about it given like this whole fucking cast I mean, is gay as balls. mean also dresses up. Yeah. That's not yeah. I was like just about to yeah. say like I'm like I'm just saying like I don't think that's I think that's more uh me kind of being like kind of side-eyeing a general trend in how you depict a gay character relative and to everybody else. You are absolutely right to bring that up. But that like that is like that is a problem. It is like whether or not Ikahara is doing it a little better than like what I'm gonna compare it to. Um, do you you guys probably haven't seen Chilling Adventures of Sabrina? I don't think. Actually, I'm sorry. Like, what the fuck? Well, you don't keep up with a lot of stuff, so I just, okay, I, um, as I assumed rule, that maybe you hadn't seen it. As a rule, if the devil is a primary character in some effect, I've probably watched it. 
That's fair. And I was going to say that I would think that you guys would like it. Have you guys seen season two? No, no we no. haven't. But don't worry okay. about spoilers. So no, yeah, okay. you can spoil it. It's not going to matter. He- <laughs> I'm not going to get heavy into it. But like mm. the, the comparison I'm going to make here is that something that irked me about season two of Chilling Adventures is that there is a bit in there where if you guys remember the gender nonconforming character from the first yeah. season, they. What is it? Yeah. Like a cousin? They no, say, uh, no, it's just no, a friend of hers. The, it's the friend of hers. Oh, 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 yeah. I'm thinking of the. Okay, yeah. Okay, you're yeah. thinking. You're thinking of Ambrose. I'm talking about yes. uh, someone else. But look, um, that's the only so character. That I like. character just kind of comes out as transmasculine, like uh-huh. not specifically in those words, but starts going by Theo and like mm-hmm. is being more masculine. And during the season, there is an episode where there's some like. It's like a bad dream type situation and there's some character takes something with the intention of using it to transition and it ends up being like horrible body horror. And Mm -hmm. that's like a really like played out transphobic trope in things that tend to hint at like transgender issues at all. Yeah. It's Chilling Adventures kind of does it a little better than because it's not like you can tell that when they're doing it they're not trying to be like transitioning is evil and trans people are gross and scary but Mm -hmm. like it's kind of the same thing where like even if Ikuhara is doing some of these tropes a little bit better than other anime that would just play them for lack of straight straight um it still is kind of bothersome to see some of this even stuff. even when even when someone is using a visual language to try and have a better conversation, the fact that the visual language exists and the terms in that visual language can still be kind of annoying to see. Well, I think some, if that makes sense. In a lot of cases, the visual language has been very hurtful in the past. Yeah. And so using that visual language, even in a way that is like technically kind of positive Better. is yeah. still not great because it's still like you can't divorce mm-hmm. it from the no. previous negative connotation it already had like but on the other hand like you know what I'm, else can you do like really like you you almost have to use that visual language and it's not exclusive to lgbt content at all you end up using the visual language everybody speaks it's complicated it's definitely complicated but i don't know for my part i'm still just like where are you getting effeminate from he's tiny diminutive he doesn't he looks the youngest like he's drawn the the youngest youngest, which is an effeminate characteristic when you know they're all 14 i I don't know like i would expect if you were you know gonna pin him with the term effeminate then he would have effeminate's not the right word characteristics Like I okay. I I, I used effeminate up on the term. Like yeah. I understand what you're like, saying. He looks ab- the most the gay. Term. That is literally like he looks like the gayest of them. I he looks guess. like if you were Unfortunately, to just line the like, characters up and try to say like okay, one of these characters is gay and they've been designed in a way that's going to indicate that one of them is which gay. one is it? People might guess that Ante yeah. is the one yeah. that is gay. That's okay. all I mean. That's honestly like uh, that stuff kind of means not a lot to me so i wouldn't be that's able to, fair yeah <laughs> good for you uh yeah no if you told me that if you lined characters up and told me this is an ikuhara show and one of these people is gay i'm gonna be like <laughs> all of them are gay <laughs> yeah but it's you know yeah no um, i as, as, as far saying, as these two cops just because they, they i was hanging this, up the on. screen got paused on these two fuckers oh yes so like, that wasn't by design 
<laughs> so, so Rayo definitely seems like Sen. I need your input because they're like they're like marketing him as the top, but I get way more like actual top energy from the other one. <laughs> no, see, here's the here's what he's got the glasses. Is. He's got the glasses. Rayo is a power bottom, and that's what oh! you're <laughs> oh, you know what you're right. Okay, fair, fair. Yes. Okay, so um, <laughs> we gotta figure do- this out. Speaking of Rayo and Mabu, do we want to talk about that tweet that you sent me? The one about Uranus and Neptune? Oh, yes. Yes. Somebody said that uh, someone was connecting them with uh, Uranus and Neptune. And I was like, does that hold any water? Because I literally don't know anything about those two, except that they were willing to let everybody die <laughs> to stay together, which is a mood. I like yeah, that. Okay. But so, um, I mean, same. Same. But <laughs> you sent me, you sent me the tweet that, and basically the person in the tweet was saying that they think that they're taking Rayo and Mabu as kind of what Ikuhara might have envisioned for a Uranus and Neptune show. Because we know that before Utena, he wanted to make a Uranus and Neptune movie that was specifically just about them. Mm-hmm. And, I can honestly see in the way that these characters are kind of, like, we only, we only have two episodes, so, like, there's still a lot we don't know about these guys, but, like, I can kind of see where this person is coming from with that comparison. They've got this, like, secret, mysterious mission that they seem to be trying to carry out, and, Mm -hmm. like, they seem like they're kind of bad guys, but, like, you're not entirely sure if they're bad guys. And, like, Uranus and Neptune, when they first show up, like, they clash a lot with the, like, what are referred to as the inner senshi. Mm-hmm. And, like, they don't get along because Uranus, like you said, Uranus and Neptune are willing to let people die. Like, they are mission first. And, yeah. like, they're trying to carry out this mission that they've got. I don't know if I necessarily think that they are true to the Uranus and Neptune characters specifically, but I do think that they are true to what Ikuhara might have, how Ikuhara might have interpreted their characters, if you get Mm -hmm. what I mean. Yeah. That's like, like, it's interesting because like, all I've ever heard is that Utenit and Anthea are basically fanfic for them, so. Also true, also true, but like... At first, when you sent it to me, I was kind of like, what? But then as I started to think about it, I really feel like I see this. And that we, mm. we've we only got two episodes, so they may diverge from looking like that mm-hmm. a lot as the series goes on. We've got nine more episodes, I think. I'm going to risk a prediction, not knowing, of course, the Sailor Moon end of things, but I'm going to risk a prediction that they will diverge. Because... Yeah. It's just part of the creative process to recycle themes that you don't think you did quite right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, absolutely. But it's also a part of the creative process to be like, this is way too much like what, what I just did. I need mm-hmm. to do something different. And, and Ikuhara has a well-known history of being horrified at the idea of seeming like he's rehashing or doing something someone exactly. else or him has so done. So I'm going to guess that we're going to see <laughs> divergence there. I don't think that he's doing it on purpose. I just think that maybe, like, yeah. that's kind of mm-hmm. coming through here. I mean, if it's a theme that he's been stuck on forever, but that would be more to do with the theme and not necessarily the characters. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I think he probably got inspired to, like, by this dynamic and has been sort of, like, 
trying to nail it in a certain way over the years through different character dynamics, mm-hmm. perhaps. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious then to see how this is going to go because... Because Utena and Anthe yeah. are also very, very different from Uranus and Neptune in a lot of very key ways. Yeah, true. Whatever they end up, I don't think they're the villains. Oh, Either no, yeah, I no. am, there is no part of me that thinks that they're the villain. Either He's there is Harry. a villain and it's not them, or there's going to be like no villain. Really, this is absolutely a fake out because, like, we've we've seen like we none of us have read the manga, but we've seen some of it. And <laughs> like, they raised Sarah. They look. They don't look like. I mean, like you know. Okay, they kind of look like villains. They, they kind of look like villains, but, like, they don't act like villains. No. They're not like, presented not as act- villains. I'm not, not going to base it on the manga. The manga. I'm going to base it on the, in no Ikuhara show, are you ever shown the villain in episode one? Yeah. I just They're think ever. that it's both. I think that the fact that the manga exists and we see them in this, like, domestic setting, divorced from the anime world, like, I think that we see that these are clearly not intended to be our bad guy characters. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think something at best you're gonna have, like, the philosophical on. difference kind of thing. It's Ikuhara, of course, something else is going on. We just don't. He hasn't introduced whoever it is yet. I genuinely hope that they do the whole, like, there is no oh. villain. Because if they oh. pull in some other asshole to be the villain, they're gonna yeah. be doing a Sanatoshi at the last minute, the- and that sucks. The fact that they look yeah. like villains now means that they're not the villains. Because yeah. if yeah. Ikuhara wanted us to think that they were... If Ikuhara was holding them to be the villains, we wouldn't think they were the villains yet. But they could be villain adjacent. Sure. Yeah. Like Toga. Yes. Yes. Because right now, they're where Toga is. Yep. Yeah. It's true. In the first arc. So... Um, in that sense, in that sense, I think if Ikuhara pulled out another character then I wouldn't be too upset by it. Like, because if it's somebody who's... And, okay, here's the impression I'm getting from the cops. Um, I'm getting the impression that they're doing this not necessarily because they want to, but because they have to. Just from the things that they've said, it doesn't seem to me to be like, oh, hey, this is our fun Sunday. It seems to me to be more like, we have to do this or something really mm-hmm. bad is going to happen. Yeah. Um, There's so, a very big structure in place for them ur- around it. That's also a very Uranus and Neptune thing. Like, they aren't... I mean, like, they're not not troubled by it, I guess. Like, but they just, like, they have their mission and they know that, like, bad things could happen because of it. But, like... I'd have... It, and they don't necessarily, like, it's not like, oh, we just really want to do this. But they're like, well, this is what we have to do, and we're willing to do what it takes to do it. And okay. that's the energy that Rayo and Mabu are giving off right now. I'm getting even a little bit more, just, I'd have to go and look at the dialogue again. Because um, mm-hmm. it's really hard to to yeah. you end up take in everything again. all at once. <laughs> and oh, for sure. this is my first watch. But, um... I really get the impression more that it's a life or death matter for them. Just some of the some of the dialogue that they said during their sequence is yeah. it really I don't know. Uranus and Neptune were trying to like prevent the apocalypse or something, I think. Okay. If I remember correctly. So like again, a little similar. Yeah, yeah, I could see it. Um in this I I feel like it's more 
personal. I can't remember what if, the line. What if the oh my human god. world oh and the Kepi world can't exist co- like together? No, I don't think and it's that. And they're trying to destroy no. the Kepi world. The sexy Kepi dude is well, actually they were like, they were talking about love and still. connections. People who can't connect die and that kind of thing. And uh, didn't we speculate that they've probably already had their Shurikodama removed? Yeah, because they so look like they're who, dead. Yeah. Yeah, so, you guys talked about them looking like kind of, kind of their skin tones are flat. Yeah. yeah, they have very flat and coloring, and it looks. Weird. I can't remember why we thought their shirikodama were already removed, but it was pro- like it probably they're, just like, because they're they have that like transformation sequence thing, and it's like is it desire or love? Yeah, which is very like. So there's 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 something personal going yeah. on there. I don't I absolutely don't feel like adore the sequence of mm-hmm. like the ripping the heart out. Yeah, whatever yeah, that's, that's about. I I but there's definitely uh, it's a mechanical heart he takes out too. I know. I noticed that it's not. Trust me to notice a clockwork heart. How many necklaces do I have that are clockwork hearts? Valid, <laughs> but. But yeah, so like there's something and like that just goes into the whole like they don't look right. They don't thing. look right. There's something going on there. They're, they're doing this under duress is what I'm feeling like. Well, they certainly do it fabulously. They do fabulously. They, they, they yes. don't seem very I mean, like kicking, clawed and dragged into this. They're like, no, we're going to do a whole fucking number. Mm-hmm. Which now it is kind of toga energy. Yeah, like, exactly. This yeah. is big toga energy. <laughs> It's like, well, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna do this, <laughs> I'm gonna do it fabulously. I'm gonna make it look good. I'm gonna sell it. Which uh, again, to me, suggests that they're being controlled by something else. Now, whether that is a thing or a person, I don't. I don't know yet. I but... do not have any background on this personally because I've never watched this. But I've seen on Twitter a lot of people because this is like a Mappa joint and Yuri on Ice is a Mappa joint. Mm-hmm. And like yeah. people like lost their goddamn minds when they saw like the dance pose mm-hmm. and stuff because it reminded them of the dudes from Yuri on Ice. Mm-hmm. I've never and, seen like, Yuri on Ice either, so there's, I have nothing to I don't know. add to that. I don't know Neither, but there's, I've already seen like 5,000 pieces of fan art that are clearly these two characters mm-hmm. yeah. like plugged into the... I know yeah. one of them's named Victor because he's Russian or something. Victor, I don't know. Victor and Yuri. Yeah. Well, one, of, one of the voice. He's in the name. One of the voice actors <laughs> from Yuri on Ice is in this. I'm yes, sure. he's Victor yeah, from we, Yuri on Ice is in this. Yeah. yeah. He plays Kepi, I think. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> but anyway, but anyway, I'm just saying, I, what I was saying, though, is I... I don't feel like if Ikuhara is going to pull out a villain, I don't feel like that's coming out of nowhere. Yeah. No. So, and the other thing, like, how much Sanatoshi promo material did we see? I don't think we saw, like, any. He, you did not see him in any promotional t- materials, I think, until this, the show aired. Yeah. Because I remember when he showed up, we were like, okay, who's all, who's the villain fuckboy? boy? Yeah. And then, like, the moment he showed up, he was, like, big villain energy, so mm-hmm. you knew it was the villain. Mm-hmm. S- but he such didn't show he up is. in any of the leading But yeah, you material. don't see him previously. So it's possible that we have a villain that we haven't... That said, this is an Aleppo episode series, so... It's true. If yeah. they're going to pull a it's villain true. in later, they don't have a lot of time to make that sellable. That didn't work in, Peng- in Penguin Drum, in my opinion. They didn't have long enough... I mean, that's fair. Uh, like, Penguin Drum definitely had its flaws. 
But it's been a while, and I would be willing to give Ikahara the benefit of the doubt. I'm just saying, oh, definitely matured as a storyteller. I'm just saying the groundwork has been laid. Oh, like, definitely. And like I like we haven't watched Yuri Kumi yet, so I can't really speak much to villain or not in that. I don't even know if there is a villain. So. I don't. None of them are the male, villainous so. society, man. I mean, is isn't it always literally? Yeah, <laughs> with Ikuhara. No, I'm serious. Like it is. the villain is like, always yeah. society. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Literally the system. I mean, he's not wrong. Which does bode poorly for the two cops, by the way. Yes, it does. Womp womp. Which is is a thing that probably bears pointing out. Ikuhara but it's, said it's, fuck cops. <laughs> <laughs> it's very hard though to like sever the the kind of like social and cultural perception of cops in the West. Mm-hmm. I don't think that same baggage quite exists in yeah. Japan. No, no, I, no, I really, I really don't see Ikuhara yeah. going on Twitter this to is... be like, "All otters are bastards." Yeah, like I don't. But think... I will. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, no. The rest, the we could all be like, "Fuck cops," but I don't think that's yeah. the message. But it, it is still very much a cop is still representative of the system either way. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. whether that's going to make it that they're not exactly great or not, I guess we'll see, but I mean, they, they're very the, fabulous. The, the heart pull and the Toga Zionji sword pull. From what I understand, uh, Rayo's hairstyle would absolutely not fly as a cop in Japan. Oh yeah, no. Yeah, it does. Like, like we've already, mm-hmm. like that would not be okay. Yeah. Yeah, but he's from the Kaoso Koban, so he gets to set his own rules, obviously. Look, obviously. You, you, you stroll obviously. onto an Ikuhara set with a mullet, and you're hired! <laughs> you're hired. <laughs> the man does love a mullet. I don't know it. what it is about. <laughs> uh, They've even already drawn it as a ponytail. Oh, have they? Oh, yes. Oh, wow. Yes. There's promotional in the sushis on my promos. Oh yes, yes. his hair's tied back yep. as a ponytail, okay. and you're like, "Oh my god, I don't think I noticed that. I'll have to go back." <laughs> it's, it's it's cursed. Oh god. That so. said, I like I like I did make my Akio joke fine. I don't really mean that. That said, I always kind of like side eye and cringe a little when I see a dark skinned character. Yeah. In Ikuhara's work. I am just kind of like, this guy's tanned. But. Yeah, it, he's definitely not as dark as, like. No. He's blonde. No, no, no. Certainly not. But again, he also looks. Wa- his skin color is a deliberately washed out dark tone. Yeah. Like, yeah. he looks like Akio and Anthe if they'd had all their blood let or something. He looks like Akio I and mean, Anthe in some of the keychains they put out, like, last year. Fucking yikes. I mean, though he's blonde. I, he, he doesn't strike me as um, any kind of people of color. No, no. But he strikes me more as, like, surfer dude. Like, when I'm looking at him, mm-hmm. I'm thinking, wow, this is a male ganguro. <laughs> <laughs> Even that in and of itself is a comment. Oh yeah, isn't necessarily. I'm not saying it's not a comment. One. I'm not saying it's not a comment. Yeah, I'm just saying like this doesn't feel to me like the same thing as no. Akio and Anthony. No, no. It's definitely it, not. It it does in the sense that like the moment I see something like that in in anime, I'm like, okay, but why? Yeah, 
Yeah, because there's that is a deliberate a effort and a deliberate decision to distance that character from a social norm that is still well established there. Yeah. Why? I mean, basically, like, okay, he's the one that doesn't fit in as a cop. So if we're going to go with the whole society is bad, cops are bad because they're part of society, then, then Leo would be the one who's going to be like, well, fuck this and get out of it. I mean, it's not... Well, he is the power bottom. <laughs> but that's that's the thing. is That's what I would expect from that kind of character design and, and the situation as we read it now. Mm-hmm. Of course, this will change with it, it, added it information. It is, too. Like, on one hand, like, they're, they're gay, and that's clearly uh, part of the deep meaning of this very deep, deep show. Mm-hmm. But neither of the two mobs that they've created are gay. Yeah. Which, like, seems obvious enough, but though the two mobs they created have fetishes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which makes me kind of wonder what exactly they mean by, like, desire or love. Like, yeah. There, there's, there's a theme of aberration there. Of one yeah. kind or another. Everyone here has some sort of, like, sexual... Well, I would I would venture to point Distance out from that norm. the the two zombies were inflicting their desires on others. Yes. Which well, that would be a key difference. The Amazon box guy wasn't. He, he was, was walking running around, around naked. naked. Oh, so he's box on his head. So everyone has to look at his weird exhibitionist yeah. shit. And then yeah. this, other, this other one is shaving cats. Like, it's, this isn't, There's like, a selfishness about it. Exactly. Yeah. This is inflicting their desires on others, whereas... Oh! What? So when they, when they do the, oh, is this desire or is it love, the mobs are always gonna, are all desire, but mm-hmm. all of the promotional materials around Rayo and Mabu are very love. Mm-hmm. Like, the yeah. manga is, like, them in this wholesome-ass, ridiculous, like, mm-hmm. relationship. That Twitter account that was, keep mm-hmm. it's literally called Keep Only One Love. Yeah. Where it's Rayo and Mabu, like, flirting back and forth in each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, their relationship is very clearly... So your galaxy brain one. moment is, Rayo and Mabu are the good guys. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> And they're sending selfish people who don't take into account, you know, others, you know, comfort level and safe spaces. <laughs> and they're sending them into zombie capland. Oh, I see. For not using safe words uh, and such. I don't think I don't think we have enough of the sample size no. yet here to say. No, but it, that is like clearly but, like it's a theme. Yeah, with no, those desire characters. versus love, and um, yeah, definitely whether the, it's selfish or not to be one or the other. Mm-hmm. And if you're tearing out your partner's mechanical heart, I feel like in Uta- in, in in Ikuhara language, that is usually yeah, that's, a, a genuine that's, intimacy. Yeah, that's love. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't look like it, but it is. It doesn't look like it, but over time it does get established that when they tear... Because that happens in Penguin Drum 2, right? Yeah. Where she, like, pulls the hearts out of the boys, but... It's it's an episode one. I already mm-hmm. knew that, actually. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, like, do you see what I, I meant, uh, at you when I said that this episode doesn't feel as solidly bound to the yeah. mob as the first one did? I, I do... I do feel that. But I feel like it's setting up a lot of things yeah. for later. So it's like, it feels like this episode is just 
kind of a part one of like yeah. where the first episode kind of stood alone and you can mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, you know, that's that's a thing in and of itself. This one feels like it's too connected to things that are going to happen yeah. later on to stand on its own quite. And that's not really a it's fault a bad in the thing, episode. Though. It's really more just this is what we need to get done. Mm-hmm. We have one episode to do it. So it was, we're going to do felt, it. It felt very similar to episode two of Madoka. And actually, now yeah. that I'm thinking of it, like, pretty much every anime I've watched that is, like, one of these, like, 11 to 13 episode length ones has yeah, the same... Yeah, episode two is the... Yeah. Like, episode it's one is to introduce child. the characters, and then episode two is to start all the plot threads and, like, yeah, you know, pull the ripcord on the, the whole... Mm-hmm. But, um... Yeah, no, I, I see what you mean in that it's not as solid, but yeah. I feel like that's gonna be I feel like that's gonna play a part like a lot of the things we saw are gonna get picked up in later episodes oh yeah for sure it's establishing more of the like language Mm -hmm. of the plot line Mm -hmm. like because the first episode is establishing the characters and this is establishing like what's going on in their lives that makes them act the way they do yeah to a like extent but it does feel kind of like a a middle child to me a little bit too but that's not a bad thing okay it was just uh it's kind of the construction of anime that makes it, the construction of television shows in general, mm-hmm. that make it like, okay, when you watch the first episode of Hannibal, if they had started establishing plot lines that, you know, were clearly connected to things later on mm-hmm. in the series and all of that, if they'd started doing that in the first episode where you could see it happening. Now, Hannibal was good because it did, but you couldn't see it happening. You didn't know that until after um, fact. But you wouldn't have yeah, really no. wanted to watch... All, all episode it's... one of Hannibal does is meet, is introduce you to the cast and tell you why the cast is all a bunch of dicks. Exactly. And that's, that's how television works, yeah. just in general, because if you don't get that first episode off complete and tight plot-wise, mm-hmm. then... People aren't going to come back for the second episode. Which I guess episode. means, like, the second episode is inherently going to be doomed. Yeah, that's that kind sense, of how I feel the stronger about it. you start, yeah. the more anticlimactic anything that follows is going to feel, yeah. no matter how... Yeah, because the second episode is the one that yeah. people are going to be like, well, the first one was really strong, this one's not quite as good, I'm going to keep hanging on and see what episode three is mm-hmm. like. You know what I mean? For all of, like, what was going on in this episode, though, it's almost like what actually felt relevant as far as teasing out character uh, motivations and stuff happens very quickly. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Like, Toy yeah, shit is clearly fucked, but how long is the scene that tells you that? Like, not long enough, like, to be minute. honest. I want to see more of him yeah, and his gangster brother. <laughs> yeah, him and his gangster brother can, like, waterboard still, for I entire still episodes. I want to see Bayonetta brother. Yeah. I want to see that. That would be amazing. Yeah, I... I and now I'm curious as to what that is, because, like, he wants the dish of hope for his brother. Well, his brother... It looks like he's doing pretty well on his own. No, it's it's going to be something like his brother is mixed up in Yakuza's stuff and doesn't want to be, and they have a hold on him or something like that. It's going to be well, something that like that. Mafia does. Yes. Yes, it is. I and... wonder how this is going to watch differently for people who find it after it's finished airing yeah yeah and i'm also like i i 
I'm going to, like, start poking around more in the Japanese fandom because there's so many things in this show that are going to present so yep. differently from mm-hmm. a, a Japanese audience to a Western Yeah, like, absolutely. Like, the casual marijuana and the gangsters, and the fact that you've got the 14-year-old fucking waterboarding someone, mm-hmm. which, frankly, I would blink twice at in, like, Sabrina. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean... But that's in, a choice in, of a show to use. In, in Japan, <laughs> like, like even, like, with the history of, like, what they could get away with in Utena. Yeah. So, in no, Utena, they were able to get away with uh, Akio and Anthe pretty visibly having sex. Utena literally disassociating while having sex. They had all of the violence shots censored. They had, like, the mm-hmm. sequence of Anthe getting the swords, like, falling on her that it's shadowed. That got censored they had to change it to get it on tv things yeah. like that they had to and that's like a thing with japan it's much they're much more inclined to let you put weird sexy ass you know shiroki dama removal stuff yeah the violence and the drug use are really what mm-hmm. i think is probably way harder for them to get away with you see a lot less of it there's much more of a taboo surrounding it Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of curious, like, what the Japanese fandom thinks of that. Like, yeah, because they just just they they don't even present it as a taboo. It's just here's Toy he waterboarding. Yeah, like, there's no there's no I like big construct around the it. The hard cut to Toei waterboarding <laughs> a man. I have to admit, I laughed really hard when I saw that the first time because it's so sudden and so what the actual fuck yeah it's like it's a smash cut it it really is even given all of these stuff that we saw in the previous episode that feels so much more viscerally violent than even like the sexual violation that we see in some of the like kappa fight scenes exactly Mm -hmm. like it's very like that i think is probably as much if not more the taboo so i'm very curious as to how yeah because they're presenting toy as a really bad Yes, I would love if you would like if you go poking around in the Japanese fandom, if you could like bring back some info on how they are receiving some of this, I would love to hear it. All I know is and and I think this is um, something Megan uh, disseminated, but there is actually a fan theory in Japan that Haruka uh, can't walk. I don't buy that. I don't like I it seems like digging to me, but that is apparently a, a fan theory that's kind of circulated because you never well, see Haruko walking. Okay, but it's only been two episodes. But yeah, that's my point. So I'm like, I, I don't I don't really buy that. Yeah, but, it's a collected like 30 seconds of screen time. Yeah, so. but like that's but that's the kind of thing the Japanese fandom is doing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there's definitely something going on there because yeah. that's that's a lot more attachment and a lot more. Um, yeah, there's a lot of there's a, there's an attachment in that relationship that just seems there's severe. something wrong. Yeah, there's something wrong. Well, we have siblings for all three of them. Well, and no, I'm guessing there's going to be something wrong with each damn sibling. Oh, probably. Before okay. we're done, I'm. I yeah. Okay, but. I don't mean something wrong in the sense of, yay, Ikuhara incest. Uh, I mean, there's something wrong no, there no, 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 in no. the same way that um, there's going to be some Shoma family. and Kemba were taking care there's, of their sister. There's going to have, there's going to be family dynamics is the, is the phrase we use at work. Like, like I said, in the ass families. It's, it's family something dynamics. the same 
It's something the same yeah. as Kamba and Shoma yeah. taking care of like, his sister. Yeah, because because Kazuki's like super super protective of this little kid, and mm-hmm. like you get it because obviously Haruka's like super young, but you kind of wonder like, okay, this is yeah significant, and they have parents that seem decent enough in nurturing. So you're like, why does yeah. Kazuki feel so responsible for this kid? Like Toy's yeah. brother is an obvious one; he's a fucking gangster. So clearly, there's some shit over there. Yeah. Um. The Enta? other one, Enta's sister is a teacher at the school. Um, what struck me as really, like, kind of, is the reaction Enta has to getting that picture of his sister with her boyfriend. Like, he, the boyfriend even has, like, a, pe- a piece of paper yeah. on his face, so you don't see his face, because it's not important. Mm-hmm. But Enta gets a little bit like, ugh, not this shit again, or... Yeah. It is a little weird to send yeah. a selfie of yourself on a date to your little brother. It is, which is, like, weird for her and weird for, for him. Like, just... Yeah, so The, the reaction weird... there felt very, mm-hmm. like... Yeah. Okay, why are you sending the selfie, but why I is mean, he getting kind of slut-shamey about it? It would be it? really funny if it was just, like, God damn, the, why is she rubbing her straightness in my face? <laughs> I mean, that would be funny as hell. Is... <laughs> That isn't val- possibly. I mean, also, I don't think so. It's been pointed so, out that she looks like one of the characters in Yuri Kuba, but I don't she think she does. That's deli- yeah, I don't. Yeah, I think it's just that she like. There's kind of a, a somewhat of a similar art style there, and she has the same like hair. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of art styles, so we do all know that there's like this Akuni exhibit coming up, right? Yes. Yeah. I. I, I- Really yeah. like the promo image that they put out, but I have a feeling that I know what you're gonna bring up. <laughs> yeah, like Which, nobody likes. I mean, <laughs> you're right. Well, like, like there's been just a lot of like, why does this look so weird? It doesn't look right. First of all, Utin and Anthe are like. They take up the least real estate, although they are dead center, which I think is pretty on the nose. Like, that's... Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 But everyone's like, why does this look so weird and fucked up? And it's... And it's something that I've noticed as, like, the further you get away from the art style of Utina and on a long enough time frame, Utina starts looking more and more like a girl. Yeah. It's more and more lipstick over time. And I kind of wonder if it's because the longer that we think of this as, like, a Yuri anime, the more they get kind of shoved into the Yuri tropes. Yeah. Which would feminize Utina. Utina more than she actually was in the show. But the the big thing is they, like, shifted the art style for Utina to kind of match the art style for, like, Penguin Drum, Yurikuma, and, mm-hmm. and Sarazanmai, and it just looks fucking weird, and there's this, like, uncanny valley, which is pretty hard to do when you're talking about, you know, anime characters with eyes the size of, like, saucers. saucers. Which is unfortunate because, like, Dishes. Penguin Drum and Yurikuma Dish. and Sarazanmai all have, like, very... I don't want to say they all have exactly similar art styles, but they're much more similar than Utena is yeah. to any of them. Penguin yeah. Drum and, and, and Sarazan might look very similar for obvious reasons. It's the same kind of... It, oh, yeah. I should correct us here. Yes. We said that... We used the wrong phrase. We said that it was the art director. It's not the art director. It's the animation director that's yes. the same uh, between Penguin yes, Drum and Sarazan Yes, because uh, Penguin yeah. Drum had... Uh, who is it? Lily Hoshino. I don't know who Sarazan might... Yeah, but um, but they but they still look very very similar. Like you still have like those like little figurines and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's but I mean, it, yeah. It's just a different. Yurikum is a little bit further, but not so much further that you can't. Yeah, put them in the like same they're shot they're kind of like weird. in the same family. Yeah, yeah. Zutina just fuck off. Looks totally different. Yeah, <laughs> no matter what Utena you do, they look just they stick like out. 
Utena has a very deliberate style. Yeah. Looks different from everything else. But in the key visual, Utan is holding the sword of Dios and it looks like she's holding it like and stabbing Kepi with it. Which is great. And I'm like, <laughs> I read in between those lines. Why she stabbed Kepi though? <laughs> what's wrong? what's uh, wrong with Kepi? Look, Utan has said no Kepi rights. Yeah. Utan <laughs> is not a fan of Kepi rights. Kepi has no rights because he's horny. <laughs> Seriously? Oh, I had a good idea. I had a good idea. Maybe Uh-oh. you should leave this for you, for your Patreon. Fa- oh, your boy. Okay, pa- but um, what are your what are your ranks or your your levels on Patreon? Because I I have a suggestion and I'm you've looked at to them before. I, I you know what? But yeah, but I don't remember them. What's uh, your suggestion? Well, it's... Because uh, I have to pull I, it look, up. Hold on. Okay. It, no, because I need to know because I need. I have a dollar amount set on this, so I need to... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, I need to know first. Okay, I have to go because okay. I have to get ready for work. Okay. okay. Thank you for joining so, us, Vana. Have a good day at work. Sorry. Okay, sorry. No, I'm glad... But, I'm sorry that we ran long. No, th- th- this is... Well, you know what? Maybe this we is should fine. Just, maybe we should just, like, finish, and then Panda, you and I can go on. Okay. Bye! <laughs> okay, do, do so, the, do let's do Sarah's our outro. Is that going to become well, a dance? That should become a dance. No, we're not dancing. Let's do but no, let's get to be hard to get the thing out of your butt. But. And do the outro. And well, then... you always do the social media plug for us anyway, so you do it. Uh, okay, but we're gonna do the We Are Sarah's and my. Okay. Effort. Okay. So, so Panda. Okay, if you would like to follow us on Twitter, you can follow us through the Imagine Me and Utena Twitter, which is at UtenaCast. If you'd like to follow me on Twitter, you can do that at Impandanata. If you'd like to find other things that I do in the world of podcasting, you can check out The Fresh Podcast Market, a real podcast about fake podcasts, or Monica Magicast, a podcast that I edit that also features my co-host, Gio and Yasha. Gio and Yasha, where can people find you online? You can find us at O-H-T-O-R-I dot and you or you can find us on twitter at oht underscore and you oh, oh wait i fucked <laughs> it up Tori underscore in you you oh, Tori, those letters. sorry letters you know what she was yanking a cord and the lamp was moving <laughs> so i was like what the fuck <laughs> so but yeah i'll just repeat that you can find us at O-H-T-O-R-I dot N-U, and you can find us on Twitter at O-H-T-O-R-I underscore N-U, should you want to. Beware. There, here it's there be dragons. Garbage. It's mostly trash. Here yeah. there be bad takes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I, That's what we do. I, I do actually post, like, useful Utina content and stuff. But I just hide it. Yeah. <laughs> I just hide it among, like, an ocean of hot takes. You have to earn it for yeah. me. That's right. <laughs> you have to earn the good shit. All right. All right. Um. Thank you, everybody. I guess that's um. Wait, we have a curious cap. We said that earlier. Um. Send us questions if you want. Um. We don't have any other dedicated social media because this is a limited run podcast. So, uh, <laughs> thank you, everyone. We have been Sarah and Mike.
Okay. Go get ready. Okay, Panda. <laughs> yes. What What are the What are the Patreon? Not, not the tiers. Not the tiers, but the Patreon goals. Oh, the goals. Yeah. Okay, so the the first goal has already been reached, which is thirty dollars a month. Mm-hmm. One hundred fifty dollars a month is uh, I'll you guys and I will do the Riverdale podcast. Okay. And uh, $300 a month is I'll get the uh, Sailor Moon wand and do the transformation dance <laughs> for a video. Okay, so I am a a, a little bit of, of a cheap date here. So <laughs> what I was thinking is maybe, maybe, just maybe, you can set a goal of like $100 and uh-huh. I will write erotic kepi fanfic <laughs> 5000 okay. words 5000 words okay 